can't believe it. A full 13 years of my life in a school system that has caused me nothing but stress and anxiety. Four years of my life wasting my resources and money at community college. And all it's landed me is a shit job at McDonald's. You know there's something wrong with American education when you dedicate your entire youth to a system that you are forced into. And all it gets you is a minimum wage job at some fast food place. While I may be venting about my personal life, I am not writing this as a means of coping with my suppressed anger. This is something that has been slowly ruining my life to the point where I am even scared to leave my own house. To start, I've been working at this job for about six months now. I am a male in my mid-twenties, and I have had a long history of meeting weirdos and creeps, but this one certainly takes the cake. Ever since I started working here, there was this guy, we'll call him Joe. He was a middle-aged man that had glasses and a comb over with blindingly white skin. I would rarely see him talking. In fact, I don't think I had ever seen him converse with any of the work staff on a conversational level when I started working there. Now I know what you're thinking. Maybe this guy's an introvert. Or maybe he has some social disorders and he just prefers to stay quiet. But let me tell you, actions speak louder than words, my friends. And what this guy has done to me, to my colleagues, will haunt us for the rest of our lives. The only time I saw him express some real emotion was when he left his phone on the counter. I picked it up just to see what sort of background this guy had, seeing as he was so strange. He immediately came back and snatched it out of my hands. Do not ever touch my phone! He screamed at me. That was the very first time I had ever heard him yelling all the time I had been working there. One day, Joe came into work with an entirely different persona. He had been proposing we start doing all these new things with McDonald's. All of them were either disturbing, creepy, or just flat out disgusting. One of his proposals was that he start dressing up like Ronald McDonald and having tickle fights with the kids. I don't know if I stated this already, but this guy is in his fucking 40s and he's acting like it's completely normal. I passed it off as I thought he was just trying to make me laugh with some sort of awkward humor that only someone like him could muster. One of my other co-workers, Maya, had told me that he said that he thought it would be funny if he started hiding in people's cars and surprising them with free Happy Meals. He said that it would bring people back to McDonald's more often. In the coming weeks, he would start asking us about more personal questions, like what we think the age of consent should be and what we think happens after we die. He told us that he believed that there are slaves in the afterlife and that people like Hitler will have the most slaves because he killed the most people. This guy was just getting creepier by the day. Last week, we had found a hidden camera in the woman's restroom ventilation. We checked to see who put it in there, but we couldn't make out a face, and it definitely had to be one of the staff members, because all we could see was a uniform. 
My manager immediately started accusing people of it, mainly the guys, which was me, these two other guys, and Joe. Joe remained silent, like he always did, and just awkwardly looked around, so my manager assumed it couldn't have been him. Finally, one day, Joe had said he was going outside to smoke, and he had left his phone in the back of the McDonald's. Maya and I had been trying to guess the password, and miraculously, we opened it, by it being 4321. This guy was not very clever. As we scrolled through his camera roll, we had discovered a couple of pictures of kids on his phone. Maya had told me that she didn't know Joe had kids, but as we continuously scrolled through his camera roll, we saw that there were provocative pictures of kids of all ages taken inside the McDonald's. We immediately showed our manager, and we waited for him to come back inside. When he came back, my manager tore him a new one and said that she would be contacting the police. He immediately glared at Maya and I, and he muttered softly, You you went to my phone? After that, he started walking towards us, and we immediately got the fuck out of there and waited for the police. They arrested him, and we haven't seen him since. Now, this is where it's been getting fucking strange. A month had gone by, and Maya and I had been getting close. We started going out, and in some strange way, the incident had made us bond more, and had led us to start seeing each other. Life seems to work in very odd ways. One night, we went out, and we went to the movies for a date. It wasn't until midway through the movie, that someone with a comb-over haircut and glasses got up from his seat and exited the theater. Maya had looked at me and asked if I had seen that guy. I nodded my head and we both just spent the rest of the movie wondering if it had been Joe. As we were going back to my car, I looked inside my window to find that there was a Happy Meal just lying in my car seat. Now the last thing I would ever bring on a date is a Happy Meal and it had not been there before. But what freaked me out was whoever put it there must have gotten it no more than half an hour prior because it was too hot for it to be just sitting there for a substantial amount of time. We looked through it and it was a standard Happy Meal and nothing was out of the ordinary. I realized that if that was indeed Joe we saw in the theater, that would mean he must have been watching us and even knew which car was mine and had put it there. I immediately threw it out and we left to go back home. It was one Sunday afternoon when Maya texted me a very odd message that broke my heart. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we need to break up. I've been seeing another guy and unfortunately we can't see each other anymore. Don't take this the wrong way, you're a very likable guy. I'm asking you please don't hate me for this. I hope in the end, we can still be friends. I completely lost my shit. What the fuck? What did I even do for this to happen to me? I called her, and she didn't pick up. I snapchatted her, and she never opened it. I called her damn house phone, and she didn't respond. This had to be a joke, 
or a prank or something. Then I realized that every letter in that text that was capitalized spelt something. H. Have. E. Each. L. Likeable. P. Please. M. Me. E. End. Help me. I immediately took my car and drove over to her house as fast as I could. I rang her doorbell multiple times and no one answered. Her car was gone and I went through her back door and no one was in the house. I called the police and there was a full investigation. She was gone. I couldn't believe it. I had told the police everything that had happened and they are still looking for her. I have been crying every night since then. This was all my fault. Joe had taken her, all because I thought it would be funny to go through his phone. The only good thing that happened to me in the last 10 years of my life was gone. It's been a month, and I still haven't recovered. Maya has still not been found, and I have become a raging alcoholic because of it. It wasn't until yesterday morning that I was taking the order through the drive through speakers that someone on the other end just didn't talk. Hello? I had asked. Then the person on the other end started screaming. It wasn't until I kept listening that I realized it was Maya's voice. She was crying in agony. Please don't kill me, please! <laughs> then the screaming got more intense. I nearly vomited. Finally, the screaming stopped and I realized it had to have been a video that the person was putting against the microphone. The final words the man spoke into the mic was, I told you not to go through my phone. I used to work at a middle-of-nowhere McDonald's just outside of Port Richmond, Virginia. Spooky, right? But a few months ago, something terrible happened to one of the staff that for some reason justified erasing the place off of the map. Not to say I'm sad to see the place gone. Now, the thing about fast food is that it attracts two kinds of people. Poor but intelligent people who are working towards a bigger picture and total losers who have given up hope. I belong to the latter group, but Grace, man, she was the queen of the former. When we both started together about eight months ago, I knew straight away this girl was so far out of my league. She was so cool and down to earth and beautiful. She had this way of just accepting people and finding a way to admire them, no matter the person. It didn't matter that she was beautiful, educated, and better than me in every way. When you're the standard suburban mom set their kids not to be, you don't come across that kind of acceptance every day, you know? After months of working together, yeah, we got close. Not what you're thinking. So, it must have been mid-June or something, and we'd both been working the drive through together for a couple of weeks. When you spend a large portion of your life 
serving even larger assholes from a tiny window, you get real familiar with the view. From my box, you could see the grass hill that separated the drive-thru from the road. I spent so much time staring out of that window, I even started to recognize the cars that drove by. But after my first few weeks, there was one in particular I started to look out for. I thought it must have been the ex-con jitters, or growing up where I did, but I started to get a real bad feeling about this car as the days went by. It was an old Ford truck, one of the 87 F-150 models. Once upon a time, it would have been a real beauty, all bright reds with a white stripe down the middle. Now, the red body of the truck was rusted beyond recognition, and the white stripe was a sickly yellow, like rotting teeth. The windows of the truck were the only things that survived the past 20 years unscathed, as they clearly weren't standard. The whole truck was so heavily tinted, I couldn't understand how the thing was still on the road. The cops are real eager around here, or maybe that's just my experience. Anyway, the first time I see the truck, it's just parked in the lot across the road. Nothing unusual about that, other than a pedophile look. It was just a car in the lot. Probably. The next day, from my booth overlooking the drive-thru, I see the car again, and again, and again. I saw it maybe 30-40 times that day. I think it was just driving in circles for some reason. Suffice to say at this point, I'm starting to get real suspicious of this truck. It was looking quiet that night, but the manager was always up my ass if I left my post. So I gave Grace a quick text and asked her to wash the window for me while I went for a piss. When I came back, I asked her about the car and she got damn quiet. Said that a couple of minutes after I left, she saw the car come down the road and hit the brakes for apparently no reason. She said it stayed there, just doing nothing in an empty road, that it felt like whoever was in there was looking at her. I guess it freaked her out when I told her I'd seen it around as well, because she went back to work and then went home before her shift finished. It was the first time I'd seen her anything less than happy. The next day, Grace didn't show up, so I covered her drive through shift. There was a big queue that evening, so instead of looking out for the truck, I was real focused on working through the white trash piling up along the drive through So focused that I didn't notice the truck when it came to the window. No one had taken any orders from the driver, so as far as I could see, it had just driven up out of nowhere. So the truck stops at my window, and when I finally notice it, I can't even fucking breathe. My eyes are locked on the tar black window, straining for a sight of the driver, but I can't see shit. I just get this feeling like I'm staring down a barrel of crude oil and it's something staring right back at me. I don't know what else to do, so I'm just having a staring contest with the window. Then as suddenly as it appeared, the car races off, tires screeching as it plows over the grass across the wrong lane and races off into the night. I try to tell my manager, but of course, he just tells me to get a grip 
and deal with my shit. What an asshole. The next day, Grace came back to work and she seemed to be back to her old self. I was still reeling from last night and when I told her what happened, we were both pretty spooked. After a quick smoke, we both agreed that it was probably just some creep playing a joke on us, but we'd both keep an eye out just in case. I saw it only briefly that night. It was driving real slowly down the road beyond the hill. Its lights were off, so I could only see the truck by the lights of the cars behind. Behind it, the traffic was building up, and you could hear the horns blaring, followed by curses that were cut short as people got close enough to see the windows. Before long, the truck raced off again, apparently done for the evening. When time came for my regular nature break, Grace was happy to take my spot again. That was the last time I saw her. I must have been gone two minutes at the most, but by the time I had returned to the window, Grace was gone and the sound of screeching tires pierced at night. I ran to the back and called the police, told the manager what I thought had happened, and pushed my way into the office to look at the security tapes. The manager was busy hollering about the regulations beyond the door, but I didn't really give a shit. As I turned on the computer and set up the tape, I saw what had happened. The cameras had picked up everything. On the screen, it played out like a bad horror short. The truck had rolled up out of nowhere as soon as I had gone, and with the lights off, Grace had seen it too late. She tried her best to get out of there, but before she could get out, and I can't believe I'm fucking saying this, something came bursting out from inside the truck. Two long black arms, so thin and sinewy, they seemed more like dead branches than limbs thrust from the darkness where the driver's window should be, and wrapped themselves around Grace's mouth and torso. To reach that far, they must have been at least six feet long. It was over in about two seconds. Grace was pulled head first from the drive through window into the fucking window that never opened. And that was that. The police closed the whole joint after they took my statement. All of us, management included, got let go of so fast they actually had to pay us unemployment. We've been looking for her ever since. It's been six months now, and it turns out Grace's family are incredibly awesome people. One of her uncles has even taken me on as an apprentice mechanic. No more McAssholes for me. It turned out that one of my friend's dads, Justin, was working on the case. The guy hates me, but Justin had finally managed to plow him for information. Today after we met up, and spoke about it. I'm convinced what happened in that booth was even more sinister than I first imagined. The police haven't turned up anything. Turns out the plate number I gave them for the truck actually belongs to a car on the other side of the country. They never even managed to see the damn thing on any other cameras around the area and they've checked them all. It's like the car picked her up blasted out of the drive-thru and just vanished.
Well, there was one tape they didn't get to look at more than briefly. According to Justin, his dad told him his whole department is up in arms because a couple of suits came in and confiscated the original tape maybe two days after the kidnapping. They told the whole force to drop the case and leave it to the feds. No one believes me, not even Grace's family. Even the cops that saw the tape are keeping real quiet for some reason. But I'm not crazy. I saw that window and I know that whoever took Grace from the booth wasn't anything natural. These days, I'm always looking at the road and even when I'm working in the garage, I've got an eye out on the horizon, waiting for a car with tar black windows. When I was growing up, my dad and I lived with my grandparents. My parents had me while they were teenagers and my dad got full custody because he lived with my grandparents and my mom was just living with random friends going from house to house every few weeks. I was the daughter my grandparents never had. When I was six, my grandpa passed away from cancer. This story takes place about five months after he passed away. This was, I believe, a Saturday, and my dad was at work. My gram decided to take me to McDonald's for lunch, and like any six-year-old, I was really excited. So we go to the McDonald's that was about a mile and a half away from our house, order our lunch, and sit down at a table to eat. At the time, we were the only ones eating inside. About 10 minutes after we sit down, a scraggly looking man walks in, orders a meal, and sits down at the table diagonally in front of us to the left. The area we lived in was middle and upper middle class, so this guy looked pretty out of place. Graham had her back to him, but I could see him perfectly. This man was at least in his mid-fifties, with really scraggy and dirty white hair and beard. He had on blue shorts and a white t-shirt, also kinda dirty, and sandals. It's amazing, this happened 21 years ago, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. So, I noticed that, under the table, this man had something dark pink and wrinkly on his lap, and he kept glancing at me and rubbing it every few seconds. In kindergarten, we learned about stranger danger and good touch, bad touch, and learned which parts of our body people weren't supposed to touch. It clicked in my six-year-old head that this man was not supposed to have that out like that, nor doing what he was doing. I got real queasy and nervous. I didn't want to tell my gram right then and there because I thought the man would hurt us. Instead, I put my Happy Meal box in front of my face so my view of this guy would be blocked. I had about half of my food left, but I had lost my appetite. Gram asked me if I was full, and I just nodded yes. I was very petite, so not finishing a full meal was nothing new for me. She asked me if I wanted to go play in the play area before we left, but I just shook my head and quietly said, I want to go home. Grandma cleared our table and we left. 
When we got home, I was still really nervous and felt like I was going to throw up. Graham asked me, What's the matter, Munchkin? And I started crying and told her about the man at McDonald's and what I saw. My Graham didn't panic or freak or get hysterical. She just hugged me and said, It's alright, go on to your room and play and I'll take care of it. She wiped my tears, gave me a blueberry Kool-Aid burst, and told our dog, Patches, to go to my room with me, which she did. After I was out of earshot, Graham called the McDonald's and told them about the guy. He was still there. The manager told Graham he'd take care of it and call her back. An hour later, the manager calls back and tells Graham they called the police who showed up in record time and arrested the guy. When the police told the man to stand up, his franken-beans were still hanging out of his shorts. The manager also told Graham that she could bring me back for a month's worth of coupons for free Happy Meals. So, I work at a small McDonald's in an even smaller town in the south and I've encountered many strange people and seen some fucked up things so far. But I saw something today that I thought I would never see and was shocked at how many people didn't notice or didn't care about what was taking place right next to them. I was working behind the counter at around 7pm and we had lots of people in the lobby, a few children as well. I like kids so I usually watch them play around in the lobby because they're really cute, but I got distracted by a large amount of customers we had to serve and ignored them for about 15 minutes. I looked back when I heard a man ask in a small voice, almost whispering, So how old are you? I turn around to see this extremely tall guy with a shaved head and a red shirt talking to a little girl who looked about five or six. He had a little boy around the same age on his shoulders who was giggling. They were beautiful children with blonde hair and blue eyes. I saw that they were happy and the guy seemed friendly, but something in my head was extremely worried. I had a huge suspicion upon seeing this that these kids were not his. What grown man would ask a little girl how old she is? And if he knew who they were, wouldn't he already know? Why would he care? But after this, he said something that made my heart sink. You should come with me now. I have a little brother who's 6'2". Let's go play with him. He then began to walk to the exit with the boy on his shoulders and the girl tagging along. And I immediately shot for the door to stop him. Just as a lady with blonde hair came out of the bathroom shouting, Hey, where are you guys going? Get over here! The tall guy froze with eyes as big as saucers. He was fucking petrified. The lady then scooped up the little girl in her arm and reached for the boy as the tall guy lets him down, stammering, Oh, I was just playing with their kids. They're really nice kids. I just really like kids. All at once with a nervous smile. The blonde lady then fakes a smile back, but still 
had eyes that clearly said, Stay the fuck away from my children, you fucking creep. But her mouth ended up saying, Oh, well I'm glad you had a nice time, but we need to order now. And led her kids to the back of the restaurant. The tall guy then hurried out of the front exit and the lady clutched her kids close to her the entire time she was there, even in their booth. If I ever saw that guy at work again, I will immediately call the cops on him. Who knows what would have happened to those kids if I wasn't looking, or if their mother hadn't came out of the bathroom at that very second. I think that it's awful that she left her kids unattended in a full restaurant lobby, but no one deserves to lose their children to a disgusting creep with a sick grin like that.